Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Relating and Recovery podcast. I'm an alcoholic and addict. My name's Dustin. I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. My name is Jay. We are just two guys learning to live and grow in recovery. We are sober members of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we find it important to tell you that we don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. We're just a couple of guys trying to stay sober and maybe, just maybe, help someone else along the way. Maybe. I'd like to point out that we are not experts. We are not here to teach you anything either. We want to share experience, strength, and hope, and possibly inspire, and have some healthy but sometimes difficult conversations about recovery. So, join us, Relating in Recovery Podcast. Hey, Dust. Hey, how's it going, Jay? Good, man. I'm excited. Are you excited? Yeah, man. Man, I'm fired up, buddy. This is a long time in the making, man. This is uh, this is exciting stuff. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a while. Yeah, there it is. Here we go, right? Day one, episode one. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Exciting podcast, exciting times. You know what actually happened was I was so excited last night when I was thinking about it that I was like, everything was on overdrive. I was like, fired up. I'm like, working like a mile a minute, right? And I, and I went and I, I got some French fries. And I got some French fries and I went down to the store to get the French fries, but I forgot my mask. So I had to go back to my house and I went to get my mask. And then when I got back down to get my French fries, I actually forgot my wallet. So I had to go back to my house, get my wallet, went back down to the store to get my French fries. I get my French fries, I get home, and now I'm starving and I'm spazzing out. I'm all excited, right? So I start yamming these French fries. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I ate so many into my mouth at one time that I actually bit down on my finger, man. Like I literally feel like I, like I, I was just stuffing them in my mouth. Like, Holy moly. That's... That's some energy. I was fired up. I couldn't even sleep last night. It's safe to say Jay's lit today. <laughs> fired up. Uh, yes. Welcome, everyone, uh, to our inaugural episode one of the podcast, Relating and Recovery. You know, let me just tell you quickly, right? Um, relating and Recovery was kind, of, was kind of a, it was an offshoot, right? It was a God shot. Because the reality is, is a lot of amazing things have transpired because of this, this Facebook group that we, that we launched. And, and I'll tell you, uh, it, it was born out of an idea um, simply because I was feeling uh, grief from the loss of my mom. You know, I was feeling I had this beautiful connection with, with a higher power and I had all these amazing things going on in my life. But something was, was there's, that, there's that, uh, that God-sized hole in my chest, right, that was always there. And, and, and I just felt this need to reach out and do something. And, and I was sitting there on a Saturday morning and I, I just um, invited a few friends to a group that I made. Uh, and I wanted to just connect, right? And it's amazing what's happened, right? Like all these amazing things have transpired and it, and it, and it grew and it, it grew its own legs. And now it has this own individual identity that is outstanding. Like, you know, the, 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 the offshoots of this is incredible, right? We have uh, people suffering from depression, but they're supported all kinds of different mental illness, right? Yeah. Um, addiction, like crazy, right? I identify as an alcoholic and a drug addict. I don't know about you, Dustin. Yeah, alcoholic, drug addict. So, I mean, like here it is, you know, this thing sort of just, it grew and connected people together and, 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 it's, and it's amazing. But what it really makes me think about um, is like, so in the 70s, they, 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 the, the soldiers would come back from Vietnam, right? There was a lot of opiate in, uh, in Vietnam, right? A lot of heroin and a lot of other, uh, 
uh, tragic and, tra- and trauma-based things that were going on for these guys. And they were coming back and they were, they were all suffering from addiction, right? And they had, uh, you know, it, it was a problem. It was a problem, right? It was a problem for the families. It was a problem for the communities. It was a problem for the government. It was a problem, right? It was a problem for the soldiers, right? And their kids, et cetera, right? So they started looking into like causes um, and, and conditions of, of addiction. And so there was a, a professor out of Columbia University and he, and John Harry talks about this, about the addiction being the, um, uh, the opposite of connection, you know? So they did this, this, um, this piece, right? This, this experiment and they called it Rat Park, right? I think they've launched something recently on, on, one, of our, on one of these cable uh, shows that they actually did a program on this as well. But it was launched so they could try and discover stuff. So what they ended up doing was they put together uh, a little program where they put a rat in a cage, right? And they, uh, they, had, they had two water bottles. One was a water bottle, uh, strictly water, um, sugar water. And the other one was, uh, was heroin-laced water, right? So what they found was that the rat in the cage by itself, isolated, would take a sip from the sugar water, but would end up going to the heroin water time and time again until it drank so much that it overdosed and died. Now, this was, a, this was the common thread. This was rat after rat after rat after rat. All right. So then what they did was they turned around and they, 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 they started to examine about why, why is this happening? So they, they wanted to try something about connection, right? So they put, the, they put, they built this rat park and they put slides in it and they put like different layers to this rat park. They put multiple rats in there. They were having fun. They were having sex. They were having a good time. It was a, it was a little community, <laughs> right? And what they did was they put the same sugar water in the same water bottle and they had the same heroin laced water bottle. Now, the difference is, is what, the, what they found was the rats were invariably going back to the heroin-laced water bottle for a sip, but then they would find themselves enjoying the sugar water, and they would keep going back to the sugar water. So not only did these rats not overdose and die, they actually thrived, right? And they had fun, and they grew their community, you know, and they did these amazing things within themselves, and they were happy, right? And they didn't have to resort to this heroin-laced water to, to find the, to, 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 to deal with their, their isolation and their lonesome, right? And that's what I think about when I think about relating and recovery. When I think about what we're doing here with this podcast today is, is about connecting people, right? Connecting people, building our community, right? Making it strong and, and thriving, right? Absolutely, yeah. Right, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a big thing for us people in recovery, right? That, that power of connection, you know, knowing I'm not alone. Yeah, yeah. And you're definitely not alone, brother. Yeah, thanks, you know? bro. You, you need it. I know. I, I don't feel alone anymore. Yeah. You know, it was a long time in my life where I felt pretty damn alone, man. I could be in a room with 10,000 people, and I was still the only one there. Yeah. You know, we hear that so often, right? I, I identify that way as, as well. Yeah. Alone alone inside my head for a lot of years, right? Absolutely. I'm different. Oh, terminal terminal uniqueness. Terminal uniqueness. That's right. <laughs> hey, it, it, can, it can kill us, right? And sadly, the, the, the reality is, is it, it, it does kill many of us. Yeah. yeah absolutely. But then we get absolutely. a chance, right? We, we get an opportunity in recovery to, uh, to, to connect and, and to form meaningful relationships, right? Imagine. Yeah. It's, Imagine. It's pretty cool, you know? You know? They often think about how, like, when I was so sick, and believe me, uh, believe me, friends, I was very, very sick for a very, very long time, and it took me... Um, over a decade to, to, to even identify that I was this sick. And then when I did get to that point and I did have these uh, options to get well, I mean, I was so 
beaten, but yet I was still hanging on to this old ideal that it was going to be okay, right? Without doing any work, but that's just not the reality. That's just not the reality of our illness, right? Yeah. You know, I often think about when I think about our illness too, is like, so my sister and father both have diabetes, right? So they have to check their, their sugar levels, right? Yeah. They have, they have responsibilities. Right? They having diabetes does not negate their responsibilities to take care of themselves and take action to, to control their illness. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if, if I, if we had cancer and we're asked to go do chemotherapy to save our lives, guess what we're probably going to do? I mean, probably. Yeah. And, and the reality is I have alcoholism. And I have a, a treatment plan and I'm asked to take this treatment plan. And uh, for the longest time, I couldn't take it. I just, I, 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 and that's where the illness lays for me. Oh, know? for sure. I, it's, it's interesting how, how it becomes, it's what, one of the hardest things for us to do, especially when we're trying to get sober is, is to start making connection. Right. Yeah. I think we, we've, we've lived alone for so long in our heads that it's just unnatural for us to start talking about our feelings and, and, and our problems and, and to reach out to another person, cool. which is which is so incredibly powerful, right? When we actually do it, when we step out of ourselves and say, you know, help me, please, right? Oh, help. And then boom, right? All of a sudden, you, you've taken the first step in, in, your, in, your, in your recovery journey, right? And, and a lot of people don't know that. And it's, uh, it, it's for me, well, one of the best parts of my life today is having that connection, right? Not only to people in recovery, but having meaningful relationships with my, my, my family and my friends, uh, which I didn't have in active addiction. Right. So it's a, uh, it, it's a pretty, pretty amazing thing. It's, it's underestimated, you know, nowadays we're all about the social media and you know, there is, there is some serious connection in that. Right. You know, and, and that's, that's where our, our, our podcast come, comes from, right. Relating in recovery. It started on a, on a, on a Facebook group and, you know, and we got this idea that we wanted to have some some conversation around recovery with the podcast, um, but but what we what we all need so much is that that human connection, and and we're all we're all kind of hurting for that right now, right? Like, absolutely, yeah. man. With this COVID nineteen stuff, it's yeah. it's a different world we're living in, right? Right. But what I learned through COVID nineteen, personally for me, is is like, you know, the social media the the connection through things like podcasts and, and and internet world right it's possible it's 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 still real connection right right it might not be as authentic as you and me sitting here having a coffee shooting the breeze right but you know this zoom era you know where people are using zoom to to have meetings and all that kind of stuff like man what a blessing right what a blessing because like i i don't know about you but i haven't been to uh i haven't been to a meeting in four months no, but I've been to a right. meeting every day on right. Zoom, and uh, I, I'm still feeling that connection with with people in recovery. Oh, thank God! Thank God! Thank God, man! Yeah, I I I I, I so get what you're saying. I mean, some of the most uh, inspiring uh, lit moments that I've got to embrace in the last four years happened in the last four months. Yeah, like who saw that coming? Yeah, right. Nobody. Not me. <laughs> yeah. well. You know. Well, you mentioned like something there that made me think about what. So what? I mean, normal, right? What's normal, right? What the hell's normal, bro? What the hell's normal? I it's a it's a it's a setting on my my washer washer. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing I know in my life other right? than that. Right? Well, I often think that normal is. Uh, I heard it said before. Normal is uh, what we're used to. 
Yeah. You know, it's normal for me. It might not be normal for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I, I, th- I, I, this, <laughs> I always just go back to that. This, so these guys are in the middle of the street and they're uh, every day. They're, they're, it's a culture, right? It's somewhere in Australia. This is this is all fabricated. Believe me, I'm making this up. But, <laughs> but there's a culture, right? In some some little spot in Australia, let's say, perhaps. And uh, and if you're from Australia listening, this is not a slight. Um, <laughs> the the reality is is that let's say this your culture is to go every day at 12 o'clock noon to, to chew on your shoe in the middle of the street. Now okay. that's not normal to me. No. Right. But it's super normal to them, right? Yeah. Because that's what they do every day, and that's their reality, and that's their life, right? So. Yeah, normal. Normal can be what we're used to. The new normal. Right. Mask on. Changing, eh? Adapting, yeah. right? Oh, uh, change. Why is, why is that so hard? I don't know. <laughs> it's deadly, though, right? Yeah. You know, change the most the most unnatural thing in the world for people like you and me, bro. Change, right? Yeah. And the most natural thing is to is to drink into drug, right? Yeah. And I, maybe that's part and parcel to the reality of uh, of the fear of change. Yeah. Well, you know. For me, thanks thanks to the twelve steps and program of recovery, and you know the, the the fellowship that I'm a part of, I, I that's not my reality anymore. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, I love it. I can identify with that. Yeah, man. You it's know? uh, it's 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 amazing, right? Absolutely, man. So yeah, so I guess we now that we've we've let our, our beautiful new listeners uh, in on the secret about what we're here for to do, right, is to connect each other and to and to uh, and to um, have you know these conversations that Dustin mentioned early on when we were opening up um, throughout the, throughout the course of the next year or so uh, is to, is, is obviously to, uh, to connect on issues and topics that mm, probably may or may not be taking place and that may should be taking place. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have a, a, a platform here that we, we have an opportunity, right? Like to talk about, you know, well, what's going on like in in early recovery and in, in, in and outside of the rooms right we, we get an opportunity to uh maybe have some conversations that we might not have uh in the rooms or might not have with our sponsors right right <laughs> right so you know i, <laughs> I like, can identify my, with that too. my goal is my goal is to be authentic but but at the same time you know like let's uh let, for me in in early recovery like i'm like if i'm just speaking for myself perspective was a big deal right you know what when I was in early recovery you know just listening to people telling their stories you know had a huge huge impact on me um you know I'd hear things a couple of times and then if you said it a certain way it'd be like a light bulb went off in my head right and so like for me perspective seems to have an impact on my ability my ability to take in information so I don't disqualify hearing different perspectives from different people on the same topic, right? And there's like, let's face, there's a lot of like recovery podcasts out there, right? And there's there's a lot of perspective, and I I think that's great, especially for a guy like me, because like I said, I I, I, I'm a little squirrely. Like if you think about it, (laughs) I, I can hear the same thing four times. And if I don't hear it in the way that it speaks to me, it's not, it might not have an impact, right? So sure. I, I think about the, the new guy, right? Who might be like me, who, who needs to hear a, a certain spin on things, who needs to hear it from right. Jay, right? Or hear, who needs to maybe hear it from Dustin, right? Or, or maybe even hear it in such a way that the, it's the polar opposite of how they're thinking. Exactly. And, and, that, and, that, and that may or may not um, cause a shift, but what it may do is it may 
reinforce their own perception and their own pers- uh, perspective of what, yeah. they're, what they're feeling. Exactly. Like what I say, believe me, don't, I don't believe everything <laughs> I think. So I don't encourage you to believe everything I, I say. I wouldn't believe everything he thinks either. <laughs> no kidding. Like, holy. Yeah. But for me, like, like I, I'll, I'll tell the story of like, for me, I was both two on sober and, and we were uh, at, at a meeting in Oshawa and you said something, you were speaking that day and you were telling your story and you know, we were just getting to know each other. We had just met one, I think once or twice before that. And, you know, you said, I'm an alcoholic. I can't control my first thought, but I can control my second. And you said it for the ability to just say that statement. And, you know, I took four or five things away from that, right? Like it hit me like a ton of bricks because I was sitting there and I just got out of a treatment center, you know, sick, sad, and sorry. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about drinking and I'm thinking about using. And I got this beautiful family at home, people that care about me and love, love me. Yeah. And, I, and I have the desire to stay sober. But I, at that point, I still had the obsession going on, right? Right. And, you know, I, I had not yet treated my, my illness, but I was in a meeting. And, and I heard you say that. And it helped me. That, that perspective you gave me that day helped me to start identify my disease for what it was that first thought is to me is is part of the disease right Absolutely. That, that alcoholic thought or that that uh, addict thought and it clicked for me that day that I didn't have to listen to that first thought that pops into my mind you know I have the ability to to take my second thought a different way right and like for me that is that has left me in good standing you know, for a long time, right? Yeah, like, I, I can't believe the impact that that had on me that day. It had been explained to me many times before that, you know, for a whole month in, sure, a, treat, yeah, in a treatment center, center, right? Oh, yeah. blah, 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 a blah, whole blah. month, right? Yeah. But in that moment, you know, bam, yeah, bam, some, something switched inside. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, it just hit me, yeah. right? So for me, I'm, I'm the type of guy who I, I really value perspective because it's like I need to hear things differently sometimes I need I need to hear Jay say it or Warren say it or 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 Jessica say it I I I, you know I just really appreciate hearing it said a little bit differently now I I love speakers right I listen to a lot of speaker tapes whether it's N-A-A-A-C-A I love hearing the stories of alcoholics and addicts yeah man especially growth is beautiful especially the hope right? right you know I, I wait through that whole tape just to just so it just comes back around to the hope, and then I'm like, all right, let's yeah. go, right? Yeah. I'm I'm inspired yeah, now, right? Happen, right? But, but but I also I listen for those 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 lines, right? Where those like that that the the God shot perspective, right? When you know when someone like P- Peter M says, I, I I live my life forwards, but I understand backwards. Yeah, man. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, just hits you. And you're like, oh, frig, I get that. Right. That, 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 that's how, that's how it acts. So like for me, you know, in the way, the way I look at it, when, when we have these conversations in, uh, you know, podcast, in the rooms, whatever, um, you know, how do we, how do we communicate? What's our currency? Right. Our currency is words, right? Yeah. And, and how do we, you know, how do we take our words and make them meaningful? Well, sometimes, you know, for us guys, you know, it, it tells us in our in our literature, frothy, frothy emotional appeal seldom suffices. Right. 
right? I, I can't beg me. Right. Yeah. Right. But I, you know what? For for this for this guy, you know, sometimes hearing things a little bit differently, even if I've heard it over and over and over again, really helps. Right. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. So know? sometimes it, there's a little crack and some light gets in. I love when that light gets in, bro. <laughs> and, then, and the reality is, is that, and I mean, we can always tie this back into a hundred other, hundred other things about about being open-minded and, and willing and all these things to be able to to receive that too, you know. But what I think about it when you started talking about perspective was, um, so like the reality is, is six people, right? They see a car accident. It's the same car accident, dust. Yeah, but they have completely different accounts, right? The whole witness reports are completely different. Like everybody has, this guy was making a left-hand turn. He was going 65 kilometers an hour. He was, you know, six feet tall and made of bread. Yeah. And the other guy's like, ah, you know, no, no, no. He was driving a motorcycle. He made a right-hand turn. He was doing a wheelie and flipped through a stop sign. Meanwhile, the other guy's saying, well, there was no stop sign. There was a red light and it's going, etc. But it's completely the same accident. Yeah. You know, how do we explain that, right? Yeah. No, it's it's different. Eh? It almost makes me think of uh, like broken telephone. <laughs> yeah, with our minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah with our minds exactly. Yeah. Except we're not sharing it with anyone. Wow, <laughs> wow. How does that happen? I don't know. I I, I had a, a moment um, six months into my recovery where uh, that 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 same. I mean, it wasn't said to me. It was an experience. So, like as you said, that everybody said would say things to you, and I and I, I was the type of person where I could only learn from experience. I, I, the lip service meant nothing to me, bro. Like nothing. I I couldn't have a shift. Uh, the truth is, is I couldn't process what you're saying half the time. I would just, I would hear it, but I wouldn't absorb it. Yeah. You know? And, um, so I, I, I guess, uh, I guess, so Leslie, Noah's mom, Leslie, she had, uh, she'd had some, um, some serious eye surgery and, and I ended up having to go and, and, uh, and spend some time there to take care of Noah at her place. Right. And they were doing this work outside of the, outside of her apartment. And this work was like taking, it was like the whole time I was there, they were working on it. And I don't know about you, man. I'm no contractor, bro. I, I don't know. Like I, no. maybe it's supposed to take seven, eight months, but I felt like it should have taken them like a lot less. And every day <laughs> I had to go, you know, like I know better, right? Yeah. So I go, every day I would go down, like I'd have to go down the stairs, go out the back of this building, around the entire parking lot, around the dumpsters, go out and cross the road to get to the bus to go to work every day. Yeah. Um, some days it was getting colder, it was rainy, it was windy, and I, and I wasn't super happy about this, right? So I'd see these guys every day, I'd be kind of like, oh, these guys, holy crap, blah, 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 right? So anyways, one day I'm coming down the stairs, and, and where they had been working, right, the, the pylon was was not there, and the, the door was open ajar, right? So I'm like, oh, sweet, I'm good to go, right? So I fly out the door, and when I'm coming down the stairs to go through the front of the parking lot, I almost got run over by this backhoe, right? And I'm like, oh, shit. So I keep on walking through the parking lot and all I hear is this guy say, Hey, you freaking idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, I didn't turn around and say nothing dust. I just like kept on walking over to the bus. But in my head now, I'm like, why the, why the fuck am I a freaking idiot? Yeah. Like you're the freaking idiot. You know, why is the pylon gone? Why was the door even ajar? You're, why is it taking you 10 years to do a 10 minute job? <laughs> like I'm having this like incredible meltdown in my yeah, mind. Right. Meltdown. So I start having this like fight, this battle. I'm like, you know what? When I see this guy, I'm going to say this. And then when, when, when I say that, he's going to say this. And then I'm going to say that in return, right? Yeah. And I'm having this imaginary conversation battle with this complete stranger in my head. And this went on, right? And then I'm on the bus and my blood's boiling because I'm thinking about this all. This guy, man, this guy's getting it, right? And I got you all day. Yeah, man. It stole my, it was, he not only rented space in my head, he rented space in my heart, my soul, my legs, my feet. I was clenched. I was angry, bro. So here I am at work now. It's like two hours in and I'm telling you, I'm telling you. It's still in my head, right? I called Rick. Rick M's my sponsor. I called Rick and I says, 
uh, I, I said something. I don't know what I said. I was probably uh, like I was fuming. I was newly in recovery. I didn't know <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Still don't know nothing. But I mean, I was really knew nothing. And I, I and I called him. He said, "Did you pray?" I'm like, "Yeah, it didn't work." <laughs> and I'm like, Just <laughs> so I hung up the phone on Rick, and then I ended up. Um, I guess around lunchtime, I stopped thinking about this guy and I get off the bus. I'm on my way home now and I get off the bus and I hadn't thought about this guy and I, I see them again in the parking lot and they're putting all their gear into the, into the back of the trucks. So they're cleaning up for the day, right? So now I'm like, okay, well, there's those guys, these guys. Okay. Okay. Jay, try something new. Okay. You're sober. Let's try something new, right? And, and responsible, mature, responsible, mature, you know, words I'm not really good with. And I, and I walk over and I says, Hey buddy. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to say, uh, uh, this morning, I'm sorry about that. I go, you know, I was coming down the stairs. The pylon was gone. The door was ajar. I went down the stairs. Your backhoe driver almost ran me over with the backhoe. You called me a freaking idiot. And I, I wanted to apologize for that. And there's mm. like a little pause, right? Yeah. And he says, what are you talking about, man? He says, Ooh. he says, no, no. I was calling the backhoe driver a freaking idiot because he almost ran you over. Boom. My perception all day was that this guy called me a freaking idiot. And that was just because my mind let me think that, right? Wow. My yeah. God, man. Oh, yeah. So once I had that experience happen, I had a shift in me. And I started to be able to learn and look at things like, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe I'm not seeing it, maybe I'm, seeing yeah, it the right way. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And that's a game changer, bro. For sure. You know, And I had to learn it through an experience, right? So I, I couldn't learn through. Somebody else shared that story with me. I'm not sure how much I would have taken. Yeah. But I know that it would have been... Uh, I know that it was it was a game changer for this alcoholic for sure. Wow, yeah, no, that's that that's awesome. Thanks for telling that story. Yeah, I have a similar similar uh, story in 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 my experience. Actually, a few of them, right? But the the one I always always think about is is uh, you know having a conversation with my wife. She accused me of being rude. My sister is is up for the weekend. I go to my sister and I say, you know, I like uh, I'm I'm sincerely thinking that I wasn't being rude to my wife so i go over to my sister hey was i being rude she goes yeah you're being rude (laughs) and then i'm like i i still don't i I still don't believe it right so i'm like i go into the other room to my mother did you hear that was i being rude and she's like no you're being rude and then i'm like i'm still not believing it because like at this this point i'm in active addiction right right? so i'm I'm not only rude i'm in denial right (laughs) so um i i asked my dad I said, did you hear that? Was I being rude? He goes, you're damn right you're being rude. And I walked out of that room and I'm like, I wasn't being rude. They're all rude. Yeah. <laughs> They're all wrong, right? But it's it's that perception, right? And right. I can look back on that now and, and realize that, especially during that time, my, you know, I, it was sick thinking, right? Sure. I, I, I wasn't well, right? right. And it's, it's interesting, like, you know, that, uh, that perception plays such a big part with, with our disease. Uh, you know, the, the disease of alcoholism and addiction is, is you know, we have a huge, huge uh, disadvantage, I, I'd say, mm-hmm. when we're walking around in act, active addiction from what's what's really happening in reality, right? Do we, though? I, a disadvantage? I don't know. Yeah. Well, because, could, I, don't, because that, I don't know what's going on. Well, couldn't... Really? Couldn't, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But, I mean, but couldn't, couldn't it be also an advantage knowing that we don't know? I mean... At that point, yeah. Sure. Yeah. There might be something freeing in that. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, no, totally. We're, we're dying at the same time. But, 
Jeez, yeah. <laughs> but 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 once we once we get well, right? Uh, yeah, I guess I guess I mean more so like after we've recognized that we began our journey, right? Yeah, yeah. Because really, all, yeah. all I am at that at, at that point is just a, a rat in a cage drinking heroin water, yeah, right? Yeah, you got it, buddy. I'm just I'm yeah. just forget that sugar water. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank thank God today I get to drink the sugar water, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like you know, for me like like. I, I value I value perspective in in recovery big time right but but very careful of of my perception of things and I, and I think you know in that knowing that my perception can always be askew I, that's where humility comes into play for me right right I, I have to be humble to the fact that I might not be seeing this right and I don't necessarily have to have to always end up calling my sponsor and getting you know like, told or or in trouble right? I, right I can sit back i can take a deep breath you know and and i can really look at things and if i'm having trouble then you know i can get call my sponsor get tuned up right sure but but it isn't it isn't always his, his like i don't believe this but i don't always think that it's his purpose to always have to tune me up right because at some point i need to take responsibility for my own recovery Bow! You know what I mean? Yeah, and, I know exactly and, what you mean. And and start to look at things, you know? Definitely. We're given the opportunity with the 12 steps, regardless of what fellowship you're in, to start using those steps on a daily basis. We take them when we come into the program, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, and, and then we, we learn. Otherwise, buckle up. Yeah, buckle up. That's right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we, t- we take them, and then we, we try to learn to live those steps into our daily lives. But I have to continue to use them right? I, I get an opportunity every day. I can either sit in my shit or I can work through my shit. Right. right. And so, you know, for me, it all starts in humility though. Right. Sure. We got to stay humble. And, uh, I, and I got to remember the fact that like, you know, I don't think right. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> on, on, on my best day. <laughs> on, on my best day. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I think for me, if, if I stay humble, if I stay humble to that, and know that I need that connection in my life with other recovering alcoholics and addicts and, and my sponsor and, and my support group, you know, like then, or, or my group of support, right, uh, in recovery, then I, I stay accountable, I stay vulnerable, uh, and, and, I, and I have the opportunity to grow. Accountable, vulnerable, and grow. Yeah. Wow, man, that's some serious. Those are some serious drops right there. Well, right? that's the, that's what this thing's about, right? Because yeah. I can't like, you know, I I can't stand still. No. If I start to stand still, I'm probably gonna I'm I'm probably gonna end up drinking and using yeah. and, and dying. Yeah. And and it, it's in that order, right? For yeah. me, like that, I I love I love hearing uh, some perspectives from from Russell Brand. I listen to his podcast, and he often talks about, or or he touches on, for him. When he thinks about step one, it's drink, take drugs, life destroy. Right. And and that's I, I've kind of adopted that myself because I don't need to play a tape back. That's what it is. Yeah. Drink, take drugs, life destroyed. Because of the way that I was at the end of my drinking and using, I I had no regard for, for my life. Uh, my my kids' love, my wife's love, my parents' love, nothing could get me to the point where I could start doing right for myself, right? And, I, and I know you can relate to that yeah, too, 100%. right? I, I know a lot of your story. And and so, like, you know, if I'm not, if I'm standing still, I'm pretty much going backwards. So I have to continue moving forward, right? Yeah. And and 
Just give me goosebumps. Keep going. Ah, Keep going, man. Well, well it's it's <laughs> for for me. It's it's all it all starts with humility, yeah, right? I love it. My way didn't work. No, and it, and, and, it, and it will continue to not work if I try and try and do it my way. Yeah, and and if yeah. I walk around this earth, like, I know something, I'm oh. in, I'm in trouble, right? Yeah. So I gotta stay teachable. I got I gotta continue to be the student, right? One of the things I had problems with was, as far as teachable was listening. I couldn't I couldn't like, I got I don't know. I'm sure many of our listeners. Um, can identify with some sort of ADD or hyperactivity or some sort of energy like that that's hard to contain sometimes. And with me, I, I, I found that like it's almost like with my thinking's hyperthinking. And I almost feel like so if you were talking to me, and I still struggle with it, but I, I work hard at it. But if you're talking to me, um, I catch myself formulating what I'm going to say Yeah. while you're speaking. So therefore, I'm not hearing anything. Yeah, I do it all the time. Right? I have to, I have to take a deep breath and stop myself. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that's when we and that was, so Rick was talking a few weeks ago at that when he was speaking um, uh, at our nightly review group. He was mentioning that second between our thought and our uh, our action. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was amazing. That. I yeah. know. Wow, that made a lot of sense, right? Yeah, it, it drove me. It, it, it lit me up, man. I was vibrating until four in the morning that night. <laughs> but I ended up like I, I I've been stuck on what he said since. Like I I'm trying so hard to live in that second, right? Yeah. And if I'm in that second, I can hear you. Yeah. And, I, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm in that second right now. Yeah. I feel really good, man. Yeah. I'm feeling really good right now. That's so awesome. It's a beautiful place to be, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible, like, the, the way that, oh, it's only really speak for myself, but I know that talking to a lot of people in recovery, that, that our minds think this way, man. When, when I, I, I often think of the, they, they do the, the scenes in the movies where, you know, someone's having a vision of another time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's just yeah. like, and it's yeah and, yeah. It, and it's changing from picture to picture to picture to picture to right. picture to picture that's right. my brain yeah that's my brain right and, yeah. and unless like for, for me well one of the, the the freedoms that i've got from from recovery is when i when i soulfully practice meditation on a daily basis hey, yes that that seems to really calm down that what Game i call changer. hamster wheel yeah right the hamster slows down a little bit yeah. And he starts to walk instead of running. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and so like, like, but it's, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, like it, I have two young kids and, and sometimes my, my plans for meditation doesn't necessarily work out the, the way that I set out for it. Right. <laughs> Cause I, I got two little boys and when, when their feet hit the ground in the morning, they're running. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah. you know, I just have enough time meditation. to get on my knees and, and, you know, I, I ask for help to stay sober. That you know, day. But we, we, we could do a podcast eventually on the, on the meditation and the merits and the, and the, the disciplines and that, because the reality is that we could go all day about that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I personally, I, I agree with you. I personally found like, like I, it took me a good year and a half to, to finally start getting my my uh, my, my serious uh, discipline in, in my meditation. Yeah. And now I can't imagine my life without it, bro. I go a day without meditation. I'm telling you, it's like when I was eating that my finger as a French fry last night. You'd almost think I didn't meditate yesterday. Like I was fired. Like I was a squirrel. But that was excitement, right? It was yeah. adrenaline. But I can. Here, here. My wife can tell. Look, there's the alcoholic in me right there. Yeah. I just justified and trivialized exactly what happened. The reality is, I needed to slow down and not eat my finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah no, fair like, enough. Like take a breath, Jay. Yeah. yeah, I wonder. I wonder if there's a meeting for that. I bet you there is. No, <laughs> no. I'm gonna Google that later. We'll, we'll circle back on another episode. And talk about that. Yeah, know? no. My, my, like for me, my my wife, my my family around me can often tell when I haven't meditated. Sure. Because I don't shut up. I I just talk, 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 talk. Fired up. Yeah, yeah because yeah. because it's like for me, a, a lot of people, like when when their brains are firing like that, they're not necessarily vocal. Right. 
uh, they, they go in themselves, right? And, sure. and for me, when my brain's firing like that, if I start talking, you know, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm talking like that, right? Yeah. My, my old man likes you to say. You guys should see Dustin's hands right now. He's moving like oh, he's, yeah. you think he's like conducting a symphony. <laughs> <laughs> talk with my hands quite a bit. But yeah, yeah. Like, like when I get in that mood, uh, my dad, who's also in recovery, he's been in recovery for a long time. And uh, he'll look at me with like a little smirk on his face. And, All right, son, land your plane. <laughs> land your plane. Because I will, I will just let it go, oh, I right? Love it. I'm uh, gonna use that on you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, careful! I might use it on you too. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll have a comment. I wanted to circle back for a second about, like, so, um, you know, we were talking a little bit there about, um, um, yeah, yeah, about the perspective and the perception, right? Yeah. And I think it's important to let our our listeners know today, you know, um, the the intent of going forward is is obviously that. However, um. We aren't going to be able to provide you all that because there's just two of us, right? Yeah. And that's just two. So uh, we have a, we have some plans down the road uh, very soon, hopefully, um, of having some guests in, right? Yeah. And some really amazing guests. Different right? perspectives. Different perspectives, right? right? From different fellowships, from different walks of life, with different lengths of sobriety, with different um, whole, uh, completely set of, uh, of, of values and, and, uh, and, and characteristics, right? Yeah. Awesome. You know? So it's going to be awesome. So, I, I mean, ultimately... I'm, I'm really excited about learning a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, same with know? me. And right. having my perspective changed and my perception blown and, yeah. and my excitement level raised, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's fired me up, man. Yeah, there's a couple you people know? I'm really excited, excited. to get on Yeah, here. we got yeah. a couple amazing, amazing people. Have some good talks. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Listen to this guy. He's, He's excited. Good, you hear that? He's yeah. That Jay is excited. I'm going to do a moonwalk. Check it out. Oh, oh, oh. There it is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See? There it is. Yeah, man. I didn't know you could do that. I can do that. <laughs> I, do, I do some cool stuff in sobriety. That's sweet. Yeah, I can do a frontwards too, but I'm not going to show you. I'll save that for another. another All right. Yeah. That's another podcast. That's another thing. shot. Yeah. That's sweet. So, so well, I, uh, I, yeah, this is, uh, this is fantastic. I'm... Yeah, man, I really enjoyed this too. I think um, that it, we, maybe this would be a good chance to maybe just uh, quickly touch on one more thing, right? Yeah. I was thinking about. Um, because we, so one of the biggest issues that I found with me, um, in 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 my in my uh, my dry date friends is um, November first, two thousand and sixteen. My last uh, drink was on Halloween night. Came out of a blackout, and I got a, a I had a beautiful experience that changed my life. Yeah, and um, awesome. And in that time, you know, I, I've noticed that 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 drinking and drugging was a solution to my problem, but that wasn't actually um, what the rest, that wasn't actually accurate. My, my problem was, was me. I mean, it was my solution, I suppose, but it wasn't a very viable one. Yeah. And, and the reality is, is that, um, I, I, noticed that, that. I noticed that my behaviors in sobriety are what I have to keep in check. Yeah, definitely. My behaviors, you know, like whether it be, um, you know, relationships or um, uh, friendships or uh, selfish, self-centered uh, thinking, or um, if I'm at the store, impulsive buying, um, whether I, I it's uh, eating, whether it's, um, you know, toning down so many things, Dusty, like so many things. And, and it's so crucial for, for me. And I wanted to talk, touch on that because I think going forward, um, I'm hoping that a lot of us can identify with, um, behaviors being a, a thing we need to keep be mindful of. Right. Yeah, and, definitely. And I, and I, I think about, uh, okay. So I don't know, like, unless you guys were living under a rock, um, Canada has this team, uh, in Toronto called the Toronto Raptors. Now, they're all right. Oh, they're raps. not bad. They're not. They're not too bad. 
And um, the thing about the thing about the Raptors is, is they were in this playoff run last year, and early on in the run, they were playing um, a, a team called Philadelphia uh, 76ers, and uh, it was a tight series, and they were facing a, they, both teams were, were facing a elimination. I think it was Game Seven, and it might have been Game Six. Excuse me if I'm if I'm off the point, but the point is, is that that the whole the whole country was kind of on pause, right? It was so much excitement, <clears throat> and I ended up that night um, dropping into Freshco. And I brought myself a, a package of uh, ice cream bars. They were uh, they were two bucks, guys. Two dollars. You know, you can't even buy a coffee now for two dollars. But I got a box of ice cream bars for two dollars. There were six of them in there. Sweet. Yeah, man. And they were almonds, like you know, the kind with the chocolate. They were almonds. Oh yeah. It was really good. The packaging. Yeah, I, I like those. Yeah, yeah man, the packaging made it look sexy, right? <laughs> so I got sucked in because that's what I do. And um, you really like ice cream too. Well, I mean, at the time, yeah, I was loving it, right? Well, I mean, I guess, I, of course, I still love it. It's still my best, probably one of my best friends. Anyways, um, before I zig when I'm trying to zag, I, uh, I get these ice cream bars home. I put them in the freezer. I'm watching the basketball game, man. And the game's good, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got these ice cream bars in the freezer. I'm going to go get one. So I get up to the freezer. I go pull out the, the – I open the ice cream bars, and I grab one, and I go sit in my Lazy Boy, and I'm like, this thing's tiny, Dustin. Tiny. It's like 55 milliliters, like small, right? Wow. It's like two two or three bites. Like it's, it's like a baby ice Like cream. I couldn't even give it to Noah, right? I, like I, <laughs> seriously, I'd give it to, yeah, I'd give it to your, I'd give it to babies. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know if you should give those to our babies, but yeah. probably. Why not? Couldn't hurt them. Anyways, um, <laughs> so I take the ice cream bar, I sit down, I eat it in like two bites and I get up and I'm like, this is tiny, man. But it was so good. Like maybe the best ice cream bar I've ever had in my entire life. Like it was so good. I'm like licking the, 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 the stick. You know, when you're done, you're like licking the stick. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting every last piece of chocolate with my teeth. <laughs> and then I get up there and I'm like, you know what? It was only small though, right? And yeah. it was only two bucks. So I get up to the freezer I grab to grab another one and I grab two. And now I'm sitting in there and I'm watching this basketball game. And I'm telling you, the basketball game was exciting, man. There was off the rim. It was this. It was a terrible foul called. And then, of course, terrible fouls not being called. And all these things going on, right? And I'm like, I'm eating this ice cream now. I'm eating the other one out of my left hand and the right one in the right hand. And I'm like, you know what? Those are so good. And they're only two bucks. And you know what? They're only 55 milliliters. And you know what? I never went to prison because I ate ice cream bars. You know? <laughs> I never lost a job because I ate ice cream bars. I never lost a relationship and broke hearts. Because of an ice cream bar. Ice cream, yeah. You know, and it's only two bucks. So I get up, I'm like, grab two more. And I eat this one, and I eat the other one, and I'm sitting there, and now Kawhi Leonard takes this shot, it's bouncing off the rim. Bing! Bing! It's like this huge suspension of time, right? The whole world collectively held their breath. Yeah. My mind is only thinking and obsessing about that last ice cream bar sitting in the <laughs> freezer. I'm like, my God, I'm sick. My behavior, my behavior, because it was no different than my addiction, right? Yeah. I'm like, I justified it. I rationalized it. I trivialized it. I even went so far as to say I'm not going to eat ice cream tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And yeah. that was, and that was uh, three years into my program, bro. Amazing, eh? So it's being that self-awareness, right? Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's what this podcast is going to give us an opportunity to address a whole variety of behaviors. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah, for, for me, it's, uh, it's, it's coming uh, impulsive buying. Right. Uh, and then um, the same way, and this has its benefits, uh, but, it, but if I'm being totally or, or rigorously honest, uh, I, for me, I've, I've come into recovery like I did addiction. Right, because I, I read, I read in the in the our, our literature early. You know, we have to go after our recovery, like with that of a, the desperation of a drowning man. Hell right? yeah! Hell yeah! And if I put half the zeal into my recovery as I did, you know, my drinking, I might, I might be all right. Well, I, I, you know, I, I'm addicted. 
I'm addicted to recovery. I, I, I love this. Right. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, it's a hell, it's a healthy thing. And so for me that, you know, I was told by a lot of people the first year, first up upwards to the first two years, that's okay. You know, work on balance a little bit later. Right. Balance. Yeah. But, but, but in, in other behaviors for me, I think so. I don't know. About that. Maybe we'll get there. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. So, but, but for me, one, one place is like in, in impulsive buying, you know, just, I, I love clothes and I have no business buying any more clothes because my closet's full. And I still come home. Do you justify it with self-care? I don't just take care of myself. Well, it's, it, I, I justify it by it being on sale. Right. And then my wife's uh, like, no, yeah. what the hell's wrong yeah. with you? It's still not a, yeah, it may be, it's, cheap, it's cheaper than it was yesterday, but it's still more expensive than if you didn't buy it. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly, exactly, right? And it's, yeah. it's, it's, so it's, you know, it's, it's about about being honest and, and calling myself on those behaviors and that's what we're going to be able to do right be able to address some of this stuff and yeah. uh, and it's exciting right yeah. you know and who knows like i don't know i went to a, a wedding in my first year of sobriety i went to funeral and my my mom my god rest her soul yeah, my, same my beautiful me. my beautiful mother and, and i mean and all these different things that have happened um these are things that we get to talk about and and i'm sh- and i'm sure that, that, that all of our listeners um have had similar circumstances and we'll be able to get uh and get some information shared. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Shared, shared that, that we, that's been our experiences. And then when we have our guests in, we'll have their, their experiences as well. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of fun, bro. Absolutely. This yeah. has been a, an incredible first episode. Yeah. I'm really, uh, really glad that we got this, this, this party started, man. Yeah, man. It's, uh, yeah. it's been great. It's been, it's Dustin's been great front, talking to you. Dustin's front and wearing the uh, relating and recovery t-shirt right now. That's right. You know, maybe after this first podcast gets launched, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll show the world. But, uh, at, at this point, yeah, it's exciting, man. Yeah, no, it's, it, yeah. it it's, uh, it's a dream, kind of like a dream come true, right? We've been talking about it for a while and it's, it's, yeah. uh, great to be able to, uh, bring it to fruition and, uh, Get, get it going right yeah, I, I look forward to uh having some great conversations with some great people and yeah. yourself and yeah. uh hopefully like we say in uh in in our intro man you know hopefully you know there you know someone could hear something right yeah something that plants a seed or something that gives them hope fact and and love it can help help push them along in their recovery man, and that's, that's sexy that's <laughs> that's the whole purpose that's right it, man you know it's yeah. uh it's you know, knee to knee yeah. Ear to ear, yeah. hand to hand. That's right? right. Modem to modem. Modem to modem. You got yeah. it, buddy. Yeah. Hand to the volume button. That's it. Right <laughs> yeah. on. Well, I just want to thank everyone for joining us. And, or maybe uh, hand to the, to the button that says delete. <laughs> yeah, right on. Well, thank you for joining us on the Relating in Recovery podcast. Uh, this is uh, this has been uh, absolutely awesome. Uh, All right, my name's Dustin. I'm an alcoholic and addict. Jay? Oh, my name is Jay. I'm, I'm definitely 100% type 3 alcoholic. And a drug addict. Hey, Dustin, I love you, man. I love you too, brother. All right. Namaste. Namaste. See you next time.